And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. I'll go through the preliminaries later, but right now we're going to jump right into our guest here on the program. She is a local Santa Barbara, and her name is Jupiter. She's a musician, and she's got some great thoughts and ideas about a lot of what we talk about here on Tell Me Your Story, where we are uh, talking about new paradigms for a new world, giving people choices and knowledge of those choices to help make their dreams come true. And Jupiter, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Yeah, thank you for having me, Richard. I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation. And I think what we'll do is we'll start off with uh, your your music, uh, which we will be featuring uh, going in and out of breaks on this special edition of Tell Me Your Story. I want to ask you about uh, the motivation behind your music uh, that you are producing now at present. We have access, and thank you very much, to two songs in particular. Uh, we could talk about those, but what about in general? What is what is the main, if you can put it in this context, the main purpose of your music? What is it that you're trying to convey? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so for the most part for me, my main purpose of my music started as my own personal therapy of how it helped me get my thoughts out there and my soul. So it comes into this whole, everybody has what they need within themselves to heal themselves. Mm -hmm. And for me, music has been a way for me to channel that knowledge and that awareness of self to unlock more of that, what I need to heal and what I'm going to need to learn or just that channeling that musicians can do. That was, that was the biggest part for me. And then as far as sharing it out to the world goes, I'm here to basically bring forth any knowledge that I found that's helped me personally and share it with other people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just anything that can uplift. I really like to be more uplifting and to break down these <clears throat> old thought patterns that everyone has been holding. We've all have issues with our negative thought cycles about ourselves and about our dreams and to just really like pick them apart and to show people that it's not your fault that you're having these negative cycles of thoughts and that it's not that you were born this way and you decided to be negative towards yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> and that it is the programming that has out of our capitalistic world has affected us in this way. And so my main goal is to really try to break all that down for people so they can actually like look at it in a metaphorical sense that might be easier for someone to understand through a song or feel a concept through a song, through metaphors versus like trying to figure it out all on their own or just being lost in their own, you know, windmill of thoughts and, Offering a new guidance, a new programming, a new way of looking at it. Right, right. Uh, it's it's sort of along the lines for us of, uh, you know, new paradigms for a new world. We're looking for those new ways of living. And it's pretty obvious the old ways don't work. Look around you. Uh, where where you have old institutions and, and so forth, you have old ways of thinking. And I think that Einstein was absolutely right on the button when he said that... Uh, 
you cannot solve a problem or face a challenge that was uh, that was you cannot face a challenge with the same consciousness that created it. And uh, I find that really, really very profound and, and uh, I think very apropos in this day and time. Do you think that that the past year, the past 12 months, 2020, has helped to sort of accelerate that process of uh, uh, personal growth and or understanding? Yeah, I feel like it has been a good catalyst for that opportunity to happen if you're willing to invite it in. Um, for a lot of people, I feel like they have. And some people, I feel like they've decided to bury themselves deeper in it. Mm -hmm. So definitely comes from that's your free will and that we all have it. So definitely the deep dive opportunity that has arisen I feel I, like I said, I've seen many go one way or the other on it. So I think it's been beneficial regardless, even for the people who haven't chosen to go that way. Um, just that pullback from everything, you know, everybody's all of all of the events and everything that we were all running up and chasing after that rat race kind of like hamster wheel was slowed down. Mm hmm. And I think that was really essential. I think that it's going to, it's also helping a lot of people who hadn't, I think I've seen a lot of people who hadn't seen a lot of it before wake up to it during this time as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So I think it's been a good reset button to just kind of like take a step back, like the ebbs and flows of the wave and just it's the ebb. So we can like pull it all in, look at this information and come back twice as more powerful with our flow. Do you think that this is going to make much of a difference uh, in, uh, let's just say, because it seems it's one of the two or three elements that seems to be in the forefront of our our uh, social consciousness. I don't know. And I don't mean higher consciousness either. Uh, and that is, do you think that this is going to make any difference whatsoever in the current um political, and I'm going to say system. I don't necessarily mean the polarization, although that's part of it. But it seems as though, and I've been, I've been observing this for the last 40 years, maybe a little longer, when I, even when I was a teen, that we really haven't progressed far at all because we keep going back and forth. The, the, the two-party system that we have, because I'm talking politics here, is more interested in what the party can accomplish rather than what can be accomplished for the people who they're the, they're there for. And Absolutely. so it's like we go back and forth and back and forth and back and it stays at this level instead of, okay, let's go here. All right, great. So now let's go up here and now let's go. We're not, we're, we're not anywhere better than we were 50, 75 years ago. That's just my observation. What about, what about your thoughts about this, this reset, this pause, this reboot, however you want to describe it in that regard, do you think that's going to make a, a, a big difference going down the road? You know, and again, we're not sitting here, either of us rooting for any particular party or candidate or anything. We're just, it's like, it's like, you know, if you had two baseball teams out on the field playing the way that the politic politics uh, is being played, you'd have a lot of very uh, injured, if not dead, players on the field because it seems like each party tends to eat its own. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think um, 
um like what's happening right now has happened before essentially yeah like what you're saying is like we've we've gone through something like this and is it making a drastic change no like i don't think this is like the drastic change but i think really what's gonna help is the people Mm -hmm. people power in the people yeah we gotta put more power into the individuals because we for years centuries the government and just the elite have been breaking us down making us tired like taking things from us slowly and slowly and slowly and it's time that we just have to collectively stand together and empower ourselves and it doesn't have to be this whole type of you know revolution where we're going to be killing people and slow like that doesn't have to be a part that's not how it's gonna that's not constructive yeah like i believe that it's really going to come from empowering people like literally helping people believe in their dreams <laughs> and create because we are sentient beings and we have source inside of us and it still exists and we can conjure that creativity back up which is what this world needs right now is people creating and people exuding love over fear and to get them into that and to help the people awaken to their own inner strength and the power of the people has always been there it's it it never it has never not existed it's just that the the stories that they have been told the narrative if you will uh, has been that they don't really have the power in spite of the fact that they may use those words we will do this together we i remember in 2000 when george uh, when um uh, Al Gore was running, and I was watching a speech of his, and he was saying, "Here's what we are going to do together." Da 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 da. And then the next sentence was to the to, and I paraphrase, and now here's what the government's going to do for you. And I turned it off. I said, "You've done enough. <laughs> You've done enough. Don't tell me what you're what the government's going to do, because I am the government. I have the power, not you. I'm giving you." Um, I'm giving you permission uh, to be my proxy in that seat for a period of time. Do you think that that's really what's happening is that people are starting to wake up, but there are some who have, may, I don't know, maybe woken up on the wrong side of the bed because they turn to violence. They turn to uh, uh, all of these, what I would consider uh, this is the phrase that I would use. What you're doing? How is that helping the situation? In terms yeah. of a lot of the a lot of the rhetoric, especially the verbal rhetoric that goes on. How is that helping for you complaining and complain? And of course, here I am. I'm now complaining about the complainers. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts in that regard? Yeah. So. I agree with you on the people waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Some people are wanting to get violent with it. I can sympathize. I can feel into that and I can understand the frustration and the want to act out. But mm -hmm. again, I just don't think that that's going to be very constructive to what our goal is here. And really it's, 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 I, I think back to like the dollar to how we vote with our dollar all the time where we put our money you know, being, it's that awareness. It's like bringing about an awareness to people too. And like an actual awareness, not the fake, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. New age yeah. 
yeah crap that's going around and like the whole like oh i just have to sit here and i'll become enlightened like no you have to work for it like we gotta actually do the work like you know we gotta look inside and we gotta why is this important because of what's happening here you know we, we gotta wake up and do the work or we will be run over we it will just keep going the way it is because the people who are benefiting from it want to keep it the way that it is yeah. and they have more power so it's like we gotta step it up mm-hmm. we gotta step it up and that's part of my music that's part of what i want to like put out there is like i want to help people like i want to give them a blueprint of like this is how you can step it up this is how we're all going to step it up mm-hmm. and, and you have a song called uh, welcome to my land tell I me do. about that song as we go to break all right so that song I wrote um, back when I was in a relationship. It was a toxic relationship that I had been in, um, particularly with drugs. So um, I can, anybody who's been with somebody on heavy drugs would probably relate to this a lot. But yeah, it was um, just a good moment for me to like realize the song was like a realization of like, this is my choice. I walked into this like very much like, this person had told me this in the beginning. It's just like, it comes back to when people tell you who they are, believe them. You don't mm-hmm. need to repaint people. Right. And that's kind of where that song came from for me. So. Well, we'll go out with that as we uh, take a break here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're talking with Jupiter. That is her full name. <laughs> uh, do you have a website that people can go to to find out more about you? I do. It's IamJupiter.com. IamJupiter.com. Well, we will be linked to your website. And for those watching on YouTube, uh, you will see her website above her. And uh, you'll be able to uh, find out more about her by going to that website, IamJupiter.com. I'm Richard Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan. Thank you so much for staying with us here on the program. We're talking with uh, Jupiter, and IamJupiter.com is her website where you can find out more about her and the music that she has available. Uh, More music coming in the days and weeks to come. How long have you been a musician? How long have you been uh, producing or uh, maybe better writing songs? Well, I started writing when I was a kid. Uh, My dad was a songwriter, and he wrote... um, for the Supremes actually back in the day. And he really pushed me and my sister into music at a young age and I took to it very well. So I did start at a pretty young age, but I took a break. So I stopped right around mm, high school. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm done with this for a moment. Didn't start again until about college. And I would say I've gone steady for the last six years in writing and guitar, music theory, piano, ukulele. Wow. And when you record, do you have your own studio or do you go somewhere to put all of this together? I have a home studio that I do some of my work on, mostly just like tracking and like figuring out certain sounds, but then I will go and finish it uh, with someone else. Mm -hmm. With friends. Yeah. Now, this has always been a question I've I've been curious about uh, when it comes to people producing songs in studio. And that has to do with who makes the final decision as to how it sounds. 
And I know that there are producers and that's what they do. That's just what they do. And it's like, okay, but the person who wrote the song and or in your case performed it because you did both knows how it, it knows how they want it to sound. How do you let somebody else in that door uh, to your creation, your baby, if you will, uh, to say, no, uh, th- we need to do this. We need to tweak this. We need to take that down. We need to do this and that and the other thing. We need to add another track of this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, how, how, how do you handle that? Or, or is that even an issue for you? Um, yeah, totally. It's, um, yeah, the baby, the song Babies, yes. It does feel like in moments where it can be a little frustrating, like, but overall, I listen to why somebody's giving me a suggestion. And if they can give me a legitimate reason, then I will, you know, I- I'm pretty good at look like reassessing and um, yeah, just for what like sounds good overall. But also when I really don't like something, I have no problem using my no and just being like, no, that's not how I want it to sound. I don't like it. And I'm pretty vocal. I'm very mm-hmm. vocal when I don't like it. It's all over my face. I'm a very, very expressive person. So even if I say like, eh, most of the time the producers would be like, you don't look like you like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying yes, but everything about you says no. And I was like, yeah, it's a no. <laughs> and it usually resolves itself pretty well. So what is the, is there a, is there one particular thing that motivates you in terms of creating a, a song, uh, writing a song uh, in that regard? Is, is there something that, that you look to more than anything else? And, and maybe the better question to that would be, what is your muse? Experience, 100% life, just good old life experience. I love it. <laughs> so I love to just get out there and experience as much as I can. Uh, it gives me everything I need. So really just anytime I have like a revelation where I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is it. This is what the people like, this is what I need to spread. Like that will catalyst me for writing a song about it. Um, For instance, like if I've experienced something where I was like majorly gaslighted by someone and I took the time to really analyze the situation and sit with it so I could take that information and put it into like a song and Mm -hmm. then that song is going to have, you know, a better metaphorical rhyming way to help validate myself and others um, really give that validation to people who were like, Oh, I didn't even know like the terminology of all that. And like, I didn't even realize that was happening to me until like I heard that song. And then, you really made me feel validated. Like I knew I didn't like that, you know? And then when I heard you singing that, then that gave me the validation that I needed to leave this situation. So it really does come from life experience for me, um, majorly. Majorly mm-hmm. like, being inspired by my own life and situations that'll happen. Um, sometimes I'll be inspired by other people's music as well, for sure. But mm-hmm. it usually does come from me really wanting to like, I speak the best when I'm singing. <laughs> okay. So I, I think it comes across. I'm the most honest, most vulnerable with my music. My vulnerability shines in my music. So. Now you've been writing since you were a kid. 
you're still a kid, but there's a lot of years in there just the same. Yep. And uh, has there ever been a set of lyrics that you wrote and now you go back and you read it and I didn't want to say that. Is there any of that self-editing going on or are you pretty honest and you just, when you put it down, you put it down and it, it pretty much stays as is? I've been pretty surprised how much it just stays as is. Um, I haven't had too much of the editing except for there was, there was one song that I've gone back to and I have, I edited one word just because of like the new, because of all the new movements and all the new things that have happened, I've become a lot more aware of certain terminologies that could uh, be offensive to certain people. And um, I did go back and like redo a song. Um, I actually played it for you once. Blue Skies has been edited since I wrote it. Um, Just one word. I really like, I took out, I had black magic in there and I was using it to describe essentially um the hiding of like what the government has done and all of this like the like you know we want to like only give you this kind of information we're going to sell you something the selling yes all that selling to us and i called it black magic but then with all the black lives matter movements and i started to realize how many um black people actually really like to use black magic as something to empower them yeah yeah. So I, I didn't want to use it as a negative thing anymore. Sure. So I was like, yeah. well, even though I didn't intend it, I was like, there's probably a better way to say it. And that's a good challenge for me to go back and try to rewrite something a little bit, you know, more true to what I'm trying to get across. So I changed it to Twisted Magic. Ah. Which I like a lot more anyway, because I, yeah. I, black infers that there's a white uh-huh. and it, it is duality and their duality is separateness and we are trying to go into the fifth dimension of oneness and wholeness and there only is one source there's only one true energy and it's people manipulating that energy for their own benefit their own selfish benefit which turns into a darker magic or you know bad magic if you want um so i I liked the the uh visual twisted gives as well it's they twisted magic. So they've taken something, they've twisted it. You know, how do you get a lie? A really good lie, you get it as close to the truth as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking the truth. It's rooting from the truth and twisting the truth. So that is an example of something that I've definitely gone back and rewritten. So, yeah. As we go to break, uh, Sing Me to Sleep. Tell us about that song. Very beautiful song. I love that song. I wrote that with somebody that I was very romantically interested in at a time. And it was a releasing song, kind of just like my new way of finding love of like, I would like, it's a non-possessiveness mm-hmm. and just you do your life. I will love you and I will care about you however long it is. Like kind of like a soulmate type of the song. And then just this pure love of like, you know, however long, a week, a year, you got me. Do you, I'll do me during that time. But like, there's still this love, even with distance and that's okay. Like distance doesn't have to be like, you can do your life. There's this control of like, we're together every day and we have to be or whatever, you know, and just more of like a love and appreciation, like not wanting to change someone, but just loving someone as they are. Yeah. 
And that can get to be a little difficult to do because our, our ego mind, or they call it the monkey mind, gets in there and, and starts, to, starts to play games. And, and um, so we have, to, uh, we have to figure out how to, how to move through that. And we'll listen to the song, Sing Me to Sleep. Uh, who is this featuring with you? Michael Lanza. Okay. And he is, is he a, I'm sorry, beg your pardon? He's based out in LA right now. Okay. Pop singer, singer songwriter, plays a bunch of different instruments, very big variety, a wide variety, saxophone and violin and piano and guitar very well, very well. Great singer, great well, writer. Let's take a listen to the song as we go to break. I'm Richard Dugan along with uh, with uh, Jupiter and IamJupiter.com is her website. Go there. I'm sure you're also all over social media as well. And we encourage you to stay tuned to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And we'll be right back. And this is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Uh, Jupiter is my guest. And uh, I'm curious uh, uh, as to your name. I'm not curious about the name per se, but how you came to have that name. And is it is, is it your legal name or just your stage performing artist songwriter name? Yeah, so uh, Jupiter is currently my stage name, I guess you could say. I am going to change it legally, though. I really want, I'm going to have it changed. Mm -hmm. uh, I came across Jupiter about four or five years ago. I decided on it, and it came from, basically, I've always really wanted the idea of having a different name for my music and just to create a character. That's like something that I've always wanted to do ever since I was a kid. I've always changed my name. I've never given people my name. <laughs> it's like I lost friends over it because they thought my name was Ashley for a time. And like, you know, I just was like going by it and made a whole persona. And like, and then when they found out that I had to write my real name down on a paper once, it was like, she literally like, I've lost friends. I lost friends over it. And I was like six years oh, old, wow. seven years old. Yeah. Um, but just, I've always liked the idea of having a different character and I feel like, you know, it gets boring to be the same character. Your avatar gets tired of playing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jupiter is powerful. It's the biggest planet. It has crazy storms happening there. It's the only one that doesn't orbit the sun. It's its own. It does its own thing. It's very unconventional. I love that about Jupiter. And in astrology is where it got me because in my birth chart, I have Jupiter just exploding out and it's, it's the travel planet. It's the planet of expansion. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to really expand my consciousness. I'm trying to expand my sphere. I'm seeing how much space can I break my body into? How much can I expand my awareness? And just the expansion that's going to happen over the next few years with our whole society and everything. Like, I want this collective consciousness expansion to happen. So Jupiter is all about expansion and it's all about how much further can you go? Because you can go further. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I used to ask a, a question of my guests. Uh, how powerful are we? You know, and uh, many of them would obviously give the same answer. We are infinitely powerful. There's nothing we can't do. And uh, I often think, of course, of, of um, 
the words of Jesus, who uh, was asked about the miracles that he was doing. Well, could you teach us to do that stuff? And sure, <laughs> but this is nothing compared to what you people are going to do. You know, this you think this is something? You guys are going to do greater works than this. Now, I have often thought that the greater work was transforming one's life. That, to me, was the greater work. But I've had other examples people have mentioned of other things that, you know, supposedly we can do. But I think, do you think that the reason why we're not doing those things is because uh, we have been told that we can't, that, hey, you're, the, the one phrase that really uh, I, I have a real hard time with is, and it's, it's kind of an excuse for why you're not doing what you want to do is, well, I'm only human. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of those good, there's a lot of those excuse phrases out there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we used to like the, I can't do it type of uh, mentality. Uh, it's the dream of society. You know, the society dreamt up a dream and there's rules to the society, what we think is possible, what we think is not possible. And we've seen them break over the years. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen tons of things where like, you know, there's been where science has deemed something impossible and we've broken through to see that, oh, actually, no, it is. <laughs> so we're all still learning here. Um, and it's also just like we've been away. We've been asleep for so long. We haven't moved our bodies. We haven't like the mind body connection is so important, mm -hmm. even if you, know, you can't deny the body, the body is our light vehicle. It's our vessel. That's how we are able to interact here on this plane, on this 3D dimension. Like that's my soul's vehicle. Yeah. My, my light body is inside here and I got to sync that up. Otherwise, you know, you're going to have a lot more, a lot more deviations and a lot more pulling thoughts. It really helps with thoughts for sure. Right. And our third eyes. I mean, I our third eyes are just closed right now. Everyone's. Most people, you know, we're not activating fully. We're not in an activation. And that's what I believe wholeheartedly where we are going as a species. We are going to activate. We are going to fully activate. Everyone is. And even if you can't hold all the positions or do all the things with your body, it's just going to be a universal like awakening. I, I feel it coming for the collective. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that we're going to get pushed to a point where we're not going to, we're not going to do it anymore. And there's enough of us, there's enough people out there doing the work that we're going to burst open and help everyone else too. So um, I see really good things coming for, even though it might get a little bit darker before that happens, I do see an awakening in, in human species to our true potential and um, our capabilities of like telepathy and telekinesis and things that they're going to try to sell us later down the road with AI, um, which is another thing that's all happening, all the AI stuff that's been happening and the possibilities and the technology that's out there already. And the thing is, what I believe is that we already have all that capability with inside of us. Mm -hmm. If you can it outside, you have it inside. And so I've already had, I mean, who hasn't had tele telepathic experiences of like, I was just thinking about that person and they called me. Mm -hmm. It's a muscle. It's a muscle that can be strengthened. And if you've grown up in a society that's told you, you can't, yeah, of course, you're not going to work on that muscle. You're not going to think it exists. But the more you sit with yourself and meditate, 
you start to realize that you're like this crazy light being that's capable of the wonders that the quote that you said, Jesus is like, you're going to do more than me. We are, we are going to, we are capable of that. We are fully capable of it. Mm -hmm. And it comes to the stillness and it, again, it's like the, you see the boot on the road, kill him. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, no, totally. There is, it, it is that, you know, no guru type thing. You don't want to put people on pedestals. Like it is going to come from you. It only, you're the one you do have it all. You know, there is ways to get help, but I'm a firm believer in you got your intuition, your guide, you know, we all have to follow our gut, our gut instincts and situations. And you know, the voice and it guides. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because uh, that's something that I've often said as well. Now, I I have never found one individual that I have adopted their philosophy, have followed them. Uh, I remember when I was working for the Christian radio station back in Phoenix in the 80s and early 90s, and... um, I was chatting with someone, and of course, we were talking, of course, you know, the personal relationship with God and so forth. And um, I told him I was on my search. That's what I that's what I called it. And I still am. I'm still on my search today. And they said, well, but once you found Jesus, your search is over. And, and I, I was able to, I was smart enough at that time to say, well, actually, once I find Jesus, my search has just begun. Now, I have, as I've said to many on this program before, used autobiography yogi, autobiography of a yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda, and that oh, philosophy. I love him. That is that is my metaphysical primer. Okay. I've been re I've read it probably a hundred times or more in the last forty years. Forty forty three years actually. And um Every time I go off in a particular direction with a particular thought or philosophy or what have you that I'm curious about, and it doesn't matter what it is. I've had people from Scientology, from the Muslim faith on this program, uh, Christians of different uh, denominations, uh, Jews. I, 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 one of my, some of my favorite conversations are with Ju- the Jewish rabbis. Uh, just fascinating what they've had to, how much they've had to study and so forth. Atheists I've had on this program, and I found some of them to be the most spiritual people, whether they believe in God or not, or a supreme being or a higher power, they have a moral compass. They do live by ethics, and they have values. Um, I think Madeline Murray O'Hare did them all a big disservice uh, back in the 70s and 80s, Um, you know, and and anyway, so... um, but I've never found that one person, that one uh, philosophy that I felt like I needed to adhere to. It's always been extremely eclectic, I guess is the right word. Is that kind of where you're at? You don't have one. You, you're, trying to, you're trying to check them all out. And yeah, you, definitely. And, and you find that common thread, don't you? Yeah, definitely. You do find that common thread. You do. <laughs> I, I can totally relate to that. Very much resonates here. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take another break here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan along with uh, Jupiter. Uh, that is her name. And the, her website happens to be IamJupiter.com. Rather appropriate. 
uh, IamJupiter.com. We will be linked to your website, Jupiter, so that people can uh, continue their evolutionary process through your music, using your music and with it. Uh, do you, and, and um, I'll save that question for when we come back from the break. I'm Richard Dugan, and this is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Jupiter is my guest. IamJupiter.com is her website. Um, now, I, 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 by the way, I actually also co-host a program called Skyview, where we talk about space, aviation, astronomy, and weather. I'm going to ask my friend uh, Steve Cates, Dr. Sky, about Jupiter. And maybe we'll do a, I don't know if we'll do a nine-part series, but maybe we'll talk about the nine quote-unquote planets I'm sorry, I still consider Pluto a planet. I will not accept <laughs> the, the degrading, the, the downgrading, I guess I should say, of, uh, of Pluto. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but that's what I grew up with. It's, it's kind of along the same lines of, of the baseball team, the Arizona Diamondbacks that I grew up with in Phoenix. And they played in a place they called the Bob, which at that time it was owned by the Bank of... Um, um, what was it? Uh, anyway, it's owned by a bank, and uh, <clears throat> I'll always know it as the Bob. So I'll always have Jupiter, a uh, uh, Pluto as a planet, along with Jupiter. Um, do you? Do you? Uh, obviously, you you've written a lot of songs. Have you written anything of an instrumental nature in terms of uh, types of of music that? are designed for being used maybe in meditation and those kinds of things. Is that something that has, has, uh, uh, that you've gone down that particular path? I have not. Most of my songs have words. Okay. Uh, yeah, all of them do actually. Yeah. I not make, um, I have played music for myself in a meditation actually, which was really interesting. I was able to, um, have somewhat of a kundalini firing actually when i was oh, wow. playing my guitar wow and doing um what i didn't know at the time was a kundalini exercise and i just thought i was being like weird but and then i later when i entered kundalini yoga I realized i was like oh my goodness this makes so much sense this is what i was doing when i was playing my guitar <laughs> so mm. um yeah i there's so much power actually all the chakras are related to each note and there's a lot of power in sound healing in um meditational music of course uh not something that i've really ventured into though okay so when you are writing your your lyrics and i'm i'm curious uh if there's a particular uh protocol so to speak do you write the lyrics first and then the music comes vice versa is it a combination the reason i ask that question is because you obviously know about vibration and how it can impact us uh, on a cellular, let alone a spiritual level. Uh, and I'm wondering if you ever write the music with that in mind, going with the particular lyrics. Is that ever a thought? Um, not so, so much. It's interesting. I, I would say nine times out of 10, I get the melody first before I get most of anything else okay. um the melody the melody usually comes to me first and then i will say the words which will be like a topic usually it's like a a topic or you know an idea that comes to mind 
and a couple words come out, but then the melody is the first thing. And I'll just say some things to fill in the syllables sometimes just to get that full melody going and then revisit, go back to it, edit out the words to make it make more sense. Mm-hmm. And then the chords will come last, um, kind of like, I guess simultaneously. It's very simultaneous. Okay. As I hear the melody, I go to a piano, guitar, whichever instrument calls me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They pick me, so I don't really get to choose. But they'll ask, and then I go to the instrument, and then I just start to pick out the chords based off the melody that I'm hearing. And then it kind of symbiotically flows from there. Yeah. Have you ever felt that the words that you are putting down, and maybe even the, the melody are coming from outside of yourself oh like yeah a lot of the times a lot sometimes I, I've, I've even written songs where i had to close my eyes while i was writing because i felt like if i looked i would ruin it <laughs> <laughs> interesting experience it was real so real my hand kept writing and i ended up getting it all out which was good and it felt that felt very very channely that i felt like it was very like a lot of energy was running through me when i was doing that so it was hard to open my eyes like i had to keep them closed Mm -hmm. otherwise it would kind of ruin the frequency or the conductivity that i was conducting in the moment Mm -hmm. so yeah we're talking with jupiter i am jupiter.com's the website i'm richard dugan this is tell me your story we'll be right back This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm with Jupiter. I'm Richard Dugan, and IamJupiter.com is her website. We're talking about her music, her life, the things that she has created over the uh, many years that she has been on this planet, along with the rest of us here. I want to go a little deeper into a, a, a little bit more of your inner life, if you will, and I'm curious <clears throat> about your your upbringing from that standpoint. And, of course, I refer to the religions more as philosophies because I think that's a little more accurate. Uh, I believe that uh, religion, when when it, it's broken down from some of the ancient wisdom teachings, has more to do, religion has more to do uh, with taking care of, this is a more uh, Jesus words, taking care of the widows and orphans. All right. And we can add to that the homeless. We can add to that, uh, you know, the people who are the most vulnerable in our society. That, to me, is true religion, taking care of the people. But in terms of your inner life, your beliefs, your personal philosophy, which sounds to me like it has changed and grown over time, where did it start from for you in your family? Christianity was huge. Um, that's what I was raised in, for sure. Uh, like three days, uh, three days out of the week, I had to go to church. I had like church after school programs that I was in. I had obviously Sunday schools and stuff like that. Very, very intense um, religion in my family growing up, uh, mostly my dad's side. So that lasted till I was about 18, 17, 18. And then I started to do some more of my own research and just started to realize how much you know they were all philosophies or like stories and like there was a lot of good things from each of them but then i was just like okay what's really going on here Mm. like i started to put my thinking cap on and i think i've turned into a lot more of a buddhist now somewhat i mean i don't know i don't really want to label it essentially but i identify more with buddhism than Mm -hmm. i do christianity at this point in Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. um 
I love Yogananda's teachings as well. I really identify with those a lot as well. So it is definitely at a major shift, if you can say that. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you talk about not wanting to label it. And that seems to be uh, the key for a lot of folks. They don't want to put a label on it because you can't. And, And it's sort of like what I shared with my eldest sister many years ago when she was very deep into a particular Christian sect, as I like to call them. And uh, she was very concerned about my salvation and what I believed. And I said, well, my beliefs of yesterday are not my beliefs of today are not my beliefs of tomorrow because I'm still alive. I'm still experiencing. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And um, one of the things that I was taught very early on in broadcasting was When you go into a station, make sure you learn everything you can about everything that's going on there. And once you've done that, you've learned as much as you can from all of the departments, if you will. Then you can decide which direction you want to go. How are you going to know which direction to go? And that ties into our whole aspect of choices and uh, knowledge of choices. And one of the, the areas that I'd like for us to talk about now has to do with a lot of people are choosing fear these days. You know, many people, they're raising their consciousness, they're exploring, they're going through these processes, but they're getting really tied up and wound up in a lot of fear over a lot of different things. And what is the, what is the old saying about worry, for, for example, because worry to me is a, a part of fear, is that yeah. 99%, I guess it's 99% of what we worry about never happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And it is hard. It is difficult. It's really the monkey mind thing that you're saying. Like, it's being like watching it, watching your monkey mind go grab at things, you know, and then like being like, oh, I grabbed that, put that down. Like, (laughs) you know, I I totally feel that it's that awareness. We are trying to really consciously bring an awareness of our thoughts and our actions. Just like that first step is so important. We don't actually like to, we don't want to bag on ourselves and say that we're bad because we messed something up. If you were aware of it and you caught yourself in it, that is a huge accomplishment right there because that's the first step Mm -hmm. to gain that awareness of self and being like, okay, I'm feeding into this fear that is feeding into fear. Even if you did feed into it, if you're able to see that later, that's a huge step. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and it, it is that it does. It boils down to two things: fear and love. That's it. Like you're either choosing from a place of fear, or you're going to choose from a place of love. And the more you choose from love, the easier it becomes to choose from love. Right. It's like a muscle. It's another muscle that we have to exercise and. It can be so terrifying at times because I feel like the universe likes to put us in these situations where you might be the black sheep. You might be the odd man out and the universe in your gut might be saying like, you need to stay strong. You need to be you. You need to stand in what you are. And then sometimes we will fail to the crowd and we will abandon ourselves out of fear of being, you know, ostracized or criticized for not being the same as everybody else in that current situation. And uh, it's just realizing that you should fear abandoning yourself more than that situation. 
that should be a bigger fear leaving yourself you should fear choosing fear more than actually like <laughs> fearing it. you know like that should be the bigger fear here such a Which, paradox yeah it's something i've been really coming to on my own because i've noticed in my situations where i've been afraid to um somebody approached me my friend and we were having a um acro yoga session and i'm being suspended by her legs in a very delicate position and a person just decided to come up out of nowhere and try to disrupt that and I had fear to yell at this person, not even yell, just to tell them, hey, excuse me, we're doing something. Can you please wait? Like yeah. there was a fear of like, oh, they might not like me and I didn't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then suffered the consequences. But then there's a times when I have taken that leap and I'm like, just say it. <laughs> it's in the moment, you know? It's in those tough moments that we got to like level up. We get these opportunities all the time and it is so much more easier once you do it like once you do it it's like wow that wasn't that bad they didn't kill me they didn't hurt me they don't not like me actually you find out that people respect you more <laughs> it's such a trip yeah and and it's very interesting that individuals would do that you know they would step in where quite honestly they don't belong <laughs> yes uh but you know we do tend to do that we do indeed and it's one of those areas where <clears throat> You're absolutely right. The, the aspect of standing up for self, okay? Uh, standing one's ground, if you will, without being aggressive, without being attacking. Yes, uh, yes. That is a skill to learn, certainly. Yes. But I think it's one that we need to learn because... I got to a point at that station where <clears throat> I would respond to anybody who was asking me about my personal relationship with God. I would say, uh, you know, I appreciate your concern. I do. But you said it better than I could because they would use this comment about a personal relationship. You said it better than I could. It's a personal relationship that I have, okay? It's my personal relationship, and I don't have to justify myself to you or anyone else. Again, I appreciate your concern, but, <laughs> you know? I didn't like that. Uh, yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. That yeah. is a perfect example of what I was trying to convey in that metaphor. So, yes, yeah. very much so. It is that, and it is just like, for people who are fearing that, just fear the other more. Fear it more. You are worth it. You are so worth it. You are always worth it to defend you. And yeah, yeah. it's the abandonment of yourself. You don't want to leave like that. Any situation, anything like giving yourself the permission, just that validation. Like you said, like we don't need that from other people. No, um, you can give it to yourself and coming from an abusive family and being broken down all those years as a child, it was something I had to really learn. And that's a lot of people, a lot of us had rough childhoods and, you know, people, parents who probably broke you down and made you feel not worth it or like you didn't have a voice and things like that. But just realizing that that is something that you can get. Yeah. That is, that is yours. You can still are still worthy of that. Everyone's worthy of that. So when you, when you have had to, and I say had to because you don't have to do this, but when you have spent that time 
going into self-examination, going into that, you know, in that inner voice, if you will. Okay. Um, <clears throat> have you had to sometimes back off? This is right now. This is just too much for me to deal with. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and again, this is all about the peeling away the layers of an onion. Okay. So you did peel one away today and there's another one tomorrow. Okay. That's just the way it is. But you, you ever, you ever find that I don't want to visit that. I really don't know. Uh, you know, I know it's there. I know it's part of me and it's why I am who I am today. But <laughs> is, that totally. a, is that a challenge for you? Yeah, of course. I, I deal. I struggle with that on the daily, especially like, yeah, being triggered by things and I'll get triggered and I'll be like, damn, I'm triggered. No, I hate that I'm triggered. <laughs> like, I know that means I need to like look at it, you know, and then I'm like, okay, I know I need to, but like can't right now. Like totally feel that hundred percent. It's not easy. This isn't, this isn't for the weak hearted. Like it's, it's a process. It's yeah. a process journey. It's a journey, mm-hmm. you know, and it's for all, we're all trying to walk each other home here. So Exactly, exactly. So what have you on the horizon for uh, a musical outlet? What's coming up on the horizon that people can look for at IamJupiter.com? I'm working on an album, big time. Um, that's going to be really fun. So I will be releasing that hopefully within the next projected six months before the next year. Um, I may start to do some shows here too. seems like things are starting to open up. So as that happens more and more, I will start to perform more and put on my website the places and times that I will be actually Mm -hmm. live performing. So if you want to pre-listen to my album, it'll be performed live. (laughs) (laughs) Is there... I'm sorry, say again? It's always an option, yeah. Is there a particular message from the album overall? Uh, And then, of course, the songs then help to put out that message? Yeah, definitely. Um, Just a reminder of our our power and our sentience and where, you know, your power individually. And just a lot of the words are, I like to sing things that I know other people are going to sing. So what would I want people to say to themselves? And I think about that a lot. Mm. Like uh, one of my favorite artists, Nako, um, one of his songs, he, he does talk about like, you know, he'll sing like, I'm capable, I'm powerful. Like those I statements, those powerful I statements that he'll sing in his songs, which then translate when your fans sing it, they're singing that about themselves. And I think that's really powerful. Uh, these spells that you get people to say about themselves to, insert that into their brains yeah because we got so much of that i'm not good enough oh i suck like we say that to ourselves on the daily on the daily and i'm always catching myself saying something like that i'm like would you say that to your friend no don't say it to yourself (laughs) like wow the reason i say wow is because that is a conversation i have had with people when talking about self-deprecation yeah and that's almost word for word what i would say 
You know, you have a best friend. Would you speak to your best friend the way you're speaking to yourself? Of course you wouldn't. Then stop speaking that way to yourself. You Right. Now, let me ask you about that in light of the perspective that I have gained over the last few months of this concept of perfection and preciousness. You grew up in the, the Christian faith, as did I. And um, <clears throat> for that particular philosophy, we, we will accept the, the concept of the sacrifice. I know for some it's, that, uh, it's not a concept. It's real. So to that end, you know, if, if the creator who created us didn't care one whit about the, the, our, our own demise, he could have just wiped us all out and started over. I mean, he is the creator after all, right? Yeah. However, he didn't do that, did he? He chose to have a sacrifice for us, which means that we were precious even before the sacrifice. How much more precious are we now following the sacrifice? What do you think about that in terms of this, this whole thing of people talking down about themselves? I, I had one guy doing news here. Uh, and he would be in the other studio, and he would make a mistake, and you could hear the screaming, the yelling, and the profanity at uh, himself. Yeah. Wow. I know. I, I feel it. I mean, I still am guilty of it myself, too. It's something I'm becoming aware of more and more. Um, but, yeah, I, it does just seeing it in other people, which is so cool about other people, is them being mirrors for us is being like, wow, if I can see that in them, I need to be able to see that in myself. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm allowed to. It's like, wow, okay, I can. I can give myself that freedom to not yell at myself, not do these things because I can easily like look at someone doing it on themselves and be like, you don't have to do that. Like, you know, why would you do that? You wouldn't do it to your friend. Why would you do it to you? And then you can turn that back into yourself as a mirror giving yourself that allowance to not, but yeah, I, I just, it, it breaks my heart how much that is a thing in our society. Like how much it's just that self-hate. I, I see it in everyone. <laughs> I don't think anyone's exempt from this. Uh, very few. If there are um, that harsh self-talk yeah, that, that we go under and that critic it's Yeah. We're talking with Jupiter. Iamjupiter.com is our website, and um, this has uh, been a fascinating conversation, and I'm looking forward to uh, uh, maybe more down the road, talking more about the music that you're putting out and the messages that you want to get out to people. Uh, and that, ha has there ever been a song that the only message was, hey, let's just have some fun? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I have to think about it not really i know i actually could do some songs like that but they always have like a tweak met they always have something in there <laughs> there's always more than just the fun there for most of them sure um, but yeah well i am glad that we were able to have a little fun here on the program tell me your story new paradigms for a new world along with uh jupiter and uh we look forward to hearing more from you as well, when this album comes out, please let's touch base again and, and we'll feature some of that music on the program as well. Uh, it's just um, everybody has this, this song inside 
this this story they need to tell, this message they need to get out. And it can be done through music just with the voice or if you're able to play an instrument. I'm in the process, uh, at least right now it's a slow process, of learning how to play the guitar. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm giving it a shot. My hands are kind of getting used to that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit every day it gets you there. Yeah, I, I gotta. I have to develop the calluses on my fingertips to, to really know that I'm making some progress, and they're not there yet. But <laughs> I'm working on it, and uh, so it is possible to, to add uh, to one's repertoire. And uh, we thank you so much for adding to ours here on Tell Me Your Story. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was really awesome. Loved the great conversation topics that you brought up today. So. I would love to come back on and talk to you guys about my album and all my new adventures when they happen. Well, let's do that. I do have three final questions for you, but before yeah. I ask those, I need to let our listeners and viewers know that uh, you can uh, listen to us on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and our special edition of Tell Me Your Story, 9 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. That's 9 a.m. Wednesdays. And uh, we're podcasting at richarddugan.com. You can also listen live at those times, but the podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and other locations that you folks are posting and reposting our interviews to. Thanks for doing that. We also ask if you can help us out financially, we would greatly appreciate it. We have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. And we ask you to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. Go within, spend that time getting to know you. Quite honestly, I think it's uh, been said many, many times over the centuries, maybe the millennia. The more you know you, the more you know others. And we hope that you will take that time. With that being said, the first of three questions uh, to my guest here on the program today. Number one, who is Jupiter? She is an ever-changing stream of consciousness <laughs> coming through. Um, yeah. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? Free minds. Free the minds. Help the masses. And finally, what is your life's purpose? To alchemize. And also a reminder, we are on YouTube. The YouTube channel is Richard Dugan, Tell Me Your Story. And again, the website for my guest Jupiter is IamJupiter.com. And we hope that you will go there. Uh, until our next broadcast podcast video cast love to lol